What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing good. Hope it was a good weekend. Um, that's uh, pretty much the end of, um, call it like a week where like there's no no stress or pressure on running. And um, it's very optional, which means um, what I... What I sort of think about the week of uh, a rest week is obviously if you've got a bit of an injury or uh, you've came out of the marathon and something's sore, um, well, then you have to use common sense and, you know, that would tell you to rest um, properly. My my optional status week um, is something along the lines of if it fits to go run with people, um, if I feel like running. So there was a couple of days I woke up, I was a little bit jet lagged. I, I might not have woke up to like 8.45 a.m. I would have went and had coffee. If I found myself wanting another coffee in the coffee shop and, you know, footering about on my laptop, for example, and all of a sudden it's 11.30, I, I probably wouldn't bother going for a run. Um, and I didn't, you know, I actually didn't run Tuesday and Wednesday because of travel and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday for various reasons. Um, Thursday and Friday... I ended up pretty busy just with like physio and, and seeing my parents and, and seeing friends. And um, it maybe felt a little bit forced to go for a run. And on the optional week, I, I don't bother with like runs like that. Um, I, like I, for example, on Thursday, I was going to go run with um, a bunch of my friends from um, Belfast here. But they were meeting at um, over, I think, Belfast City Hospital um and it, it it was it was at a time where i just sat in traffic for like 35 40 minutes or maybe 30 minutes and you know to drive four mile up the bloody lisburn road and on my optional week i i just can't be bothered with that um if they were if they had been running from the town well then i'd have went and met them no problem and like enjoyed it you know it, it's um so the, the optional side of things is just if it fits you know if the shoe fits type thing Go enjoy it. Go do it. You'll feel good about yourself. Um, if there's any kind of inconvenience whatsoever, like it's it's raining outside, it's it's a pretty blustery, shitty day. Well, then naturally, um, mentally, and and all things like that, I, I just take the break, um, and I see it as a good thing. I don't know the last time I took five full days off, so something would have benefited from the last five days off. Um, I'm not a hundred percent percent sure what. But uh, bones, ligaments, tendons, muscles, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I'm a big believer that once you move past a week, then I think it starts to act as a, I'm going to say a negative. Could be wrong and, and just, just treat that as my opinion. Um, but what starts to happen after seven days, I mean, it might actually happen after three or four, um, is the... Oh, come on, mate. You do not need to flash at me. And now you're honking at me. You're pathetic. Um, anyway, what tends to happen after seven or so days um, is that the body, like, I think it, it loses a bit of its, like, durability and a bit of its, um, you know, like, you build up this, like, tolerance to training, essentially. Um, and, and I'd say after, like, seven days, a lot of people that take, like, maybe two-week breaks, three-week breaks, they come back after these, like, two or three-week breaks and they find themselves, like, that's almost when they get injured, you know, like you've been, you've been injured um, and, and they find themselves like, yeah, coming back to training after this like little bit of a, a break or whatever from an injury where they rested and got healthy. 
And then all of a sudden they end up like picking up another injury because their body just lost a little bit of, um, I don't know, if you run on a daily basis and you, yeah, you get into like training and stuff, you, you lose a sense of like durability, you lose a sense of, um, like, just repetitive stress, repetitive stress, you build, your body builds up like a little bit of a tolerance to it. Um, and I think the longer you rest for, you end up like, I don't know, I think you end up just with more problems. Um, the body loses a bit of that ability to handle the pounding. Um, I think mentally you do too. So when you start back, you, you've naturally lost fitness because that's what happens when you don't run. Um, but the longer you, you take off, the more fitness you lose. And then you make a comeback and you want to just jump straight back into things and you can't. Um, and yeah, so you just have to, you just have to play it by year. So for me, a week is about right. And then the, ne- the next week that I do is, is called a, a rehab week where I'm, I'm trying to like, trying to like get my body in a position that in a week's time I can actually do some training. Um, so I ran. I went met guys this morning, um, I, I, I tell you, I woke it, um, I, I, I went out Friday night, so I was a little bit hungover on Saturday, but nowhere near a normal hangover, because I've, I've sort of been, like, somewhat sensible, and I've tried not to, um, I've tried not to drink too much, just not to be greedy, and that's, like, essentially, it sounds really stupid, but that basically means drinking, like, single, single vodka and coke, or single vodka and lemonade, instead of, like, my friends all drink double, um, and I think like I think in the past I, I've just been greedy and I've been like yeah whatever you're getting and I forget that like most of my buddies drink every weekend and so like there's no way that I can keep up with them or keep pace with them or, or whatever um, and, and nor should I be trying so I think just being a bit more sensible I think I got home at like 2.30 which isn't early but it's not like it's not like ridiculous it's not like super late it's not um, it's, it is what it is um so yeah no it, it it didn't work out too bad but i really enjoyed myself i went to like a it was a very last minute um i, I called my mate at three o'clock i think on friday and asked him what he was up to um, and he said that he had a black tie dinner to go to that night and i he asked me like did i want to go he could probably get a an extra ticket um and i said i why not you know what i mean it was over over at stormont a hotel um, and, and so it was, it was really fun. I, I, you know, how many times do you think I've wore a tuxedo in my life? I think that was the first time in my life that I've wore a, a tuxedo. So there was something really quite fun about that. And, um, and, and I, I really enjoyed myself. And then Saturday, it was nice not to be like super hungover. So I played golf yesterday. Um, and then this morning I woke up, I, my, my buddy Noel had texted me last night and said he was running with a group of guys. Um, and these are the guys I run with every time I'm home. Um, and and so when they he texted me last night and I said I will if I don't go out because I didn't know if I was going to go out or not so because I didn't go out and I just stayed home and had a Chinese and relaxed um I said yeah I'll come run but I forgot to set an alarm and my alarm went off at sorry my alarm didn't go off um I woke and I woke thinking God I feel really good I feel fresh you know I'm going to go for this run and I looked at my phone and it was eight forty and they were meeting in twenty minutes. And so I, I loaded up Google Maps and Google Maps told me that, um, they can go back a wee bit. Google Maps told me it would take me, oh, they're getting in the car park too, sorry. Um, Google Maps said it would take 27, 26 minutes to get to the track. And so I texted them and I said, hey, if you can, if you can wait to 9.06, I'll come. And, and so he told me that he would get the lads to, 
stall, I suppose you could say. And I, when it, when I arrived at the track, they were doing a lap of the track, um, and and they waited for me, which was nice. So I I'd arrested again today. If if I wasn't meeting up with guys, and if I like if I'd have slept longer and I woke up at half nine, I'd have went to the coffee shop and sat and had a coffee. And believe it or not, it's the first run I've probably done in. God knows, it could be two years that I didn't have a coffee in the morning, um, which is so like sounds so like spoiled and all the rest of it. But God, I just usually have time, or um, I I have no coffee in the house whatsoever because I've just been I've just been buying coffees like the wee the wee coffee shop I go to paper cup over at Titanic. It's two pound twenty five p for an americano, and it's lovely. So um. I've been treating myself to visiting them in the mornings. Um, I think they're starting to get used to me coming in. And I just drink my wee. She knows what I order and she gets it sorted for me. And I, I sit there and I enjoy my wee coffee. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all nice. So today's first run of the ages that I've done without um, any coffee whatsoever in the morning. People might think I'm bonkers. Because how could you run without having a coffee? And I was only up 20 minutes. So we ended up doing... Um, I think the group were doing about two hours or, or maybe even a bit longer than that. They were doing like 18 miles or something. Um, I was doing a lot less than that. I, I would have done the full run, only um, Anya, who I um, I just actually went and had coffee with Anya and Nile, who I'd be uh, friendly with. They, she was doing 12 miles, and so I didn't even know that, but six miles in, she told me she was turning back, and so I just thought, I actually think that would be perfect for me. Um which still ends up being quite a lot, you know, when you haven't run in um, five days. Although none of them were believing me. They believed me. But when I was saying I might be tired today, they were, they were telling me to wise up, um, which is probably fair enough. Um, but, yeah, it didn't feel too bad. My, my calves are um, – I never, I never really think about how I feel – sorry, there might be a bit of an echo. I never really think about how I feel during the run. Fatigue is more when you finish the run and you're walking about, like, what do you feel? And at the minute, I can feel my calves are just a little bit blown up. Um, but I went and had a massage, and I'm actually going home to have a bit of food, and then I'm going to go play golf again. Um, it's just nice that I can do things like this. Like, I'm not saying you can't play golf when you're training. Of course you can Um but you know, if you're if you're running a hundred mile a week, and maybe tomorrow you have two runs in gym, for example, um, I probably wouldn't be going to play golf today, just because it, it's just more stress on the body, isn't it? Walking around a golf course and stuff, and swinging golf clubs in your back, and there's a lot going on. So it'll be quite nice to go. Um, I I I got a text this morning from. My mate saying, do you want to go play golf? And I thought it was a prank because he's normally hung over on a Sunday. So fair play. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to get back training. I'm, I, I still don't know, um, like, I guess what the plan's going to be from here, where I'm going to be based. Um, it's all still a little bit up in the air. Um, of course, I talked about World Half. Um, you know, obviously I'm entered for, um, Austin, um, which would be, I actually got an uh, email about Word Half last night, so um, I think I need to respond to it fairly soon to, to sort of give Ireland a clue, um, like like what my my goals and stuff would be. But um, 
a part of me is I, I was speaking about it this morning there to Mick who I was getting massaged from a part of me is like kind of tempted um and and don't like read into this too much but a part of me like I was talking about what what I want to achieve out of the next couple of months and um you know what would be good for me what wouldn't be good for me you have to think about Tokyo you have to think about all these things um and and I kept Boston was in the plan because I was excited about Boston it was going to really help me um it was going to help me focus it was going to help my intensity of training be better because it's a plan that I'm genuinely excited about and and that's really important and I I tell you guys that all the time um I'm just over at my sink and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six empty bottles of Copperberg. <laughs> That's just not me. Um, but I did love them. I love the old strawberry and lime Copperberg. Um, so yeah, no, you, you have to be excited about your plan. And so Boston was huge for me. Um, but as I was chatting this morning and I need to, I do need to act on this and I do need to think about it. I was trying to, I was trying to think what will I gain out of Boston, right? And so by gain, I don't mean financially. I mean, in three months time, if I've done another marathon build up, where, like, where am I going to be at? You know, is my, is my speed going to be better? Is my strength going to be better? Is my knowledge going to be better? Is my experience going to be better? There's, there's heaps of things you can gain um, from doing a marathon, right? But when you've done three in a row, you know, my last three big competitions have been Doha um, and then Dublin um, and then obviously Houston. Um, so at this point, can I gain something from Boston that makes it useful towards the Olympics? And that's what I need. That's that's the question that needs answered. However, if I did world half marathon and then i did um stanford 10 kilometer for example and maybe like a five kilometer on the track would i gain more from doing faster stuff don't know the answer that's like i say that's the question that needs answered so looking at the next couple of months i need to make sure that whatever plan i pick I'm I'm genuinely motivated for it. I'm genuinely excited by it. Um, it's the kind of thing that's gonna you know let make me get up in the morning. It's the kind of thing that's gonna get me excited about the next block of training. It's gonna make me want to go back to altitude, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but also there has to be a very logical decision made that would say what what would Kipchoge do, right? You know what like what what would Eloise Kipchoge do if he had, if he had just raced um. If he had just raced Doha and then he had just raced Dublin and then he had just raced Houston, what would Eloi Kipchoge? I'm I'm not Eloi Kipchoge, but this is a pretty fucking smart guy when it comes to extracting the best out of himself on race day. Um, when I'll be honest, when I was Boston was put in as a plan B if Houston didn't work, but it was also put in because I struggled the year before mentally being focused when I didn't have a big goal between um you know when there wasn't a big goal in the plan between Houston and Doha I really struggled so what the, the answer to the whole scenario is you need to put something in there that you know motivates you and gets you excited and makes you want to train um Doha was also 2 months later 
than what the Olympics are. The Olympics are July, August, Doha was October. And it's a different scenario. And it's also the fucking Olympics. So if you're not motivated, you should really have a chat with yourself. Um, it's something I need to think about. And um, it would, it would be sad if I came to the conclusion or spoke to people and we, we sort of thought that, you know, Boston um, might not be the race. Um, but it's just something that we, we, I need to sort of have a, a serious think about. And, um, I, I'm not telling you right now that I've changed my mind or that I, I don't want to do it. Like, that's not the situation at all. Um, I just need, this is, this is how the next week of my life works. The next week of my life has to be what, not as the, what is not, not necessarily the, the most optimum plan ever, but a fairly simple and effective plan that's going to get you from here to the Olympics healthy and ready to race well. Um, you know, marathons can take a lot out of you. Um, it just seems like every bloody time I finish a marathon, I'm I'm pretty close to being 12 weeks away from the next one. Um, and 12 weeks is like my go-to number where there's enough time to like have an easier week or there's enough time to like maybe have a, a week where you struggle and you're not stressed about it because you, you I like to get eight solid weeks. I like eight weeks of my marathon build up to be to be solid to be you know at least twenty miles on the Sunday, just just eight eight weeks of the twelve just be in a good place. Um, any more than that doesn't necessarily mean you're better prepared. That's what I'd say. Um, it's a nice luxury, but it doesn't. It's not like make or break. Oh, now you're gonna run even better, or oh, now you're gonna run like whatever. It, it's just eight weeks is enough, especially if you've had as consistent. Um, a couple of years as I have now, um, eight weeks seems to be enough for me to transform. Um, maybe mentally not being that up for a race, physically, whatever fitness side of things, and it seems to be enough. Um, but this morning was a good start. Um, it, it was nice to get out there. It was nice to get a run done. I bloody did have coffee in the house. Can't believe it. I've just fuck. There's fucking instant coffee too. What a dick. Oh, um, oh my God, there's three bloody jars of coffee in this drawer. Oh my days, what an agent. I didn't think I could have coffee this morning because I didn't think there was any in the house. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so yeah, no, um, like I say, y- y- you have to start thinking seriously about what, what is going to be the, the, the best and most optimal. Gives you, I, I sat down with Athletics Northern Ireland the other day and we talk about, um, Things that are currently in place, um, support systems, um, nutrition, S&C, physio, how's it all been working for you? Is there anything that could be better? Um, we, we have that conversation and, and we, we, you know, Jackie Newton asked me, you know, have you spoke to, spoke to Gary and Gary's the sports psychologist? And I said, no. And do you plan to? And I said, yeah, because I think what's really important now um, is <clears throat> whether it's a, whether it's a weakness in your you know, a chink in your armor, I think is what the expression would be. And um, whether it's subconsciously you're doing it because you don't want to sound silly or I, I don't know. Um, anytime I speak to someone about the Olympics, I say, <clears throat> and I always have, I've said this for months. Um, I say, yeah, like I'm, I'm excited, uh, you know, train and try to get there. And, and then obviously if I do get there, like it's a, it's a done deal. You know, I, I go there to enjoy it. I don't go there to, I'm not thinking medals, you know, I don't think I can go there medal. And this is what I would say to people. Um, 
first thing I said to Jackie was, I need to move past that. Um, the work I'm going to do with Gary over the next um, couple of weeks and months, whether I'm here or whether I'm not, is to, how, do you, how do you get to a headspace where you just fucking believe that you can go to a place like Tokyo, like the Olympics, and, and, and win, you know? Um, and, and people are going to be listening to the podcast and they're going to be like, you know, Eloi Kachogis might be racing and Bekele might be racing. And I, and I get that and I understand that, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be standing on a start line thinking I'm the best prepared that I can possibly be and that gives me the most optimum chance of winning. Um, you you might not win. I was just about to say you probably won't win and that tells you how much work I have to do with Gary. Um, because I, <laughs> I got to tell you, it's, it's tough to start getting your head in the place that you start fucking thinking that you're going to, you know, medal in Olympics or, but you know, why not? Like, you know, you have four years of altitude behind you. Um, until now you've been running 90, 95 mile a week. Um, why fucking not guys? Um, and, and that's where it has to get to. And I wanted to get to there and, and I'm excited for it to get to there, but everything comes down to optimal planning. Um, and then optimal execution of that plan. So it might start with what's needed is three weeks of rehab, um, where you're rehabbing back into training, you're getting back into the gym, you're, you know, if you're going to see a masseuse and he tells you that you're tight, you take things easier for a couple of days. And sometimes the, the 13 weeks to go can act as a hindrance. If it's 13 weeks to go until the qualifying window ends, and you don't have a qualifying time, well then, you know, fucking suck it up and get on with it and, and manage the injury and things like this. If it's 13 weeks to go to a race that is completely optional, well then be very careful. Um, and so that's the way maybe I need to manage the next sort of period of, of my training, of my career and, and things like this. It's all, I'm, I have my egos, uh, it's, it's powerful, but it's also like, I, I think I'm invincible and, and, you know, I think the rules don't apply to me sometimes and it might be what got me from Doha to Dublin and it might be what might be what helped me race well in Dublin because I just thought everyone else seen it as madness. I just seen it as, what the fuck are you talking about? The, the Japanese guy, Yuki, runs them every week. You know, how can I not, how can Steven Scullion not do one in three weeks? You know, if Yuki can do it every week and I played fucking rugby and Yuki didn't. Um, But... At the end of the day, we're we're all still human, and and you know we're all still vulner, vulnerable. And um, the the last thing you want is in is in an Olympic year to um, just just you know have have too much too much disrespect for the fact that you are human, and um, too much ego that makes you think that you're invincible and that you can do anything. When um, as we know, humans and and body and and, and everything in psychology and mind, we're vulnerable too. Um, and you don't realize that until it's one run too many or one race too many. And, you know, you you go up Heartbreak Hill and you come down the other side and you feel a little bit of a hamstring thing. And, and then you have four months to go to the Olympics, which seems like loads. But, you know, it takes you six weeks to get rid of the hamstring thing. Or maybe you don't let the hamstring thing go away because you're you're nervous that you need to be training and you don't want to be resting because you know that the Olympics are in x amount of weeks time and so you're not willing to rest and things like this and you know you get the idea you, you can see where that would go and um, it's not a nice it certainly wouldn't be in a nice if someone was telling you right now where do you want to be 
in three months' time, I'd say I want to be healthy. I want to be either in or getting on a plane to Flagstaff to put in a good six to eight weeks of training. I want to be strong. I want to be, I want to have gained <clears throat> something. Do you remember when I was going, um, do you remember when I was going to race Irish Championships and I was going back to Flagstaff and all I wanted, not all I wanted, this is a lie, um, something that I wanted to achieve. Is there a spark? Where the fuck's my spark? It's an Airbnb, so I don't know how to use the fucking oven. Excuse my language, sorry. Um, oh, Jesus, guys, I'm like Spider-Man. There was a bottle about to drop on the floor and somehow I caught it with my left hand. I don't even know. Interesting. Um, okay, what I what I was going to say there is on the way back to the Flagstaff, I was talking to you guys on the podcast and I said, I'm going back to Flagstaff. I'm going to race the Irish champs. And I, in, in six weeks' time, I want... There's a bloody thing up around there. Look at that for a hangover cure. Um, anyway, I said I wanted to... Um, one of the things I wanted to gain out of those next couple of weeks was to be able to go to the track and do... Um, what was it I said? Like six 200s in, um, I don't know, like 30 seconds or something. Or sub 30 maybe might have been the goal. Or, you know, I can't really remember now. Um but that's, there needs to be a goal like that put in place for the next couple of weeks here. Um, so when I say in three months' time, I just want to be healthy, that's obviously not the case. I could decide that in three months' time, I want to be able to run eight by a kilometer on the track in two minutes and 50 seconds because it's been so long since I've done that. And and, and it's not that I think, um, okay, if you want to beat Eloi Kipchoge in, in Tokyo, this month, he, he can run, I was about to say something not nice, and I would have been very disrespectful to the king of marathon running. Um, he can run the whole thing around like 252 to 253 per K. So, and actually maybe it's 250. So if you haven't done Ks and 2K reps and things like that around 250, you know, you don't stand a chance. Um, so it, it's a skill that I might need to bring back. Bear in mind, I've raced a 10K at 250 pace. So, like, if I can do 10 back-to-back, of course I can do it. But what tends to happen, guys, is if you move too far away from having done something, um, you know, if it's been um, eight months, Doha, Dublin, Houston, if it's been nearly eight months since you've done track stuff and it's been a year and a half since I ran 28.30, you're not that guy anymore. You still have it. It's still a skill. It can still be brought back. But if you haven't done it in so long, you, it's not just there. Don't expect it to just be there. Don't expect it to just exist. And um, sometimes you have to bring it back out. Sometimes you have to retrain it. Sometimes you have to make it a focus, etc., etc. Um, all right, I'm going to leave you with that because I've been yarning, yarning, yarning. Um, and and yeah, so training kind of starts tomorrow, but like I say, it's just a rehab week. Um, but yeah, I did 12 miles today, so um, happy days. All right, guys, bye bye.